Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm very happy that the sun is shining. Oh, it's bliss. Yes. Even if it only lasts half an hour. Exactly. It's marvellous. Yes. I feel I can at last this weekend switch to my summer wardrobe. Yeah. I, I haven't quite committed. Well, I just feel I'm going to go for it because if I don't yeah. do it wherever we are in June. Yeah, you're right. It's getting, you know, it's it's like we've had summer solstice now. Mm. I sort of think otherwise I'm going to be wearing my sweaters all year and True. never. True. I think even if I'm just shivering in mm. my sandals and pretty dress, <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. I was a because little bit dis- disappointed yesterday. I looked at my nail varnishes and I didn't like any of them. No. Mm. I don't Not know what one. I don't know what what the colors are this season. I need to um, <gasps> find out. Oh my goodness. Mm. Do you are you in the mood for a particular color? Are you feeling a particular I color? I feel like a cheerful color. That's good. Like an orange maybe? Well, I I did go for an orange in the end. That was the one mm. I sort of just about thought was okay. You could cope with. Yeah. But I need to need to go or somewhere. Yellow? Would you enjoy yellow? I might enjoy yellow. Yeah, yellow might you be might. a good I idea. I can see you in a yellow. Yeah, yeah, that that like sounds good. Like a kind good. of nice buttery yellow. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That could be good. Yeah. Okay. I'll shall investigate that. Yes. Go shopping. Okay. <laughs> see what you can find. Yes. Will do. Because that's too sad if you don't like any. Of them. I know. Yeah. But what else oh, has been going on? Well, apart from thinking up. No varnish colours for you. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I went to just such a good exhibition at Somerset House. Mm-hmm. I mean, firstly, let's pause for a moment to just say I miss Somerset House so much oh. now that the Courtauld is in its temporary home. I really miss it. Mm. So I was very brave and didn't blob when <laughs> I arrived there. But the main thing I was there for was not nostalgia. It was this exhibition which has been curated by Zach Ove, who's a, um, an artist, and it's called Get Up, Stand Up Now. Oh, yeah, and I saw something about it. But oh, I, did you? Yeah, just, just, you know, an announcement, that's all. Right. No, it's so, so good. It's really, really brilliant. It's Because his father is um, Horace Ove, who um, is a photographer and filmmaker. He did, like, pressure, you know, the, the 70s film on black britain and he's he's really creative both of them are really super creative and the exhibition is on the contribution of african caribbean heritage people to british culture but it's it's kind of more global than that because there's quite a lot of international artists as well who are from the african diaspora so it's just brilliant and i i mean i was trying to be really sensible because i knew i wanted to tell you about it and I was trying to be really sensible like you are, because when you tell me about exhibitions, you're always really good because you give me a lovely overview and then you say, and I'm going to focus on these artists. And I was thinking, that's such a good approach. But I can't choose. Oh. <laughs> because I kept thinking, well, I'll talk about him and then, then that leaves out her. And I, it, it was just everything. So what and kind I, of objects or, or things well, were in there? That's part of the excitingness of the whole thing is that it incorporates such a range of things. So there's photography, film, music, um, sculpture, ceramics, painting, collage. It's really wonderful. And 
the des- I like the design because you know it's in the west wing of the su- of mm-hmm. Somerset House, so yeah. it's like a long corridor with with rooms off. Yeah, and it's been painted lots of lovely bright colours, so it's really transformed. So you get there's like flags outside, and then there's a sort of frame around the door that's the colours of the exhibition. So you get this sense of the African diaspora spilling out into Somerset House's courtyard Mm. and when you're in there you get this kind of sense of being in this amazingly rich cultural melee of of just such incredible creativity and it's interesting I think how it's done because in the kind of corridor certainly at the beginning of the exhibition there's like there's a Normski photograph of three African women sort of coming out of the tube at King's Cross Mm -hmm. and they've got like huge you can see sort of really heavy heavy suitcases with them and they're very nicely you know they've got they've got head wraps on and they've got summer dresses and things but they look tired and it's called Arrivals and it's from 1985 but it's really interesting because it kind of has echoes of of like Windrush generation so it it kind of it's really clever because it kind of starts with the real big migration of people to this country, but it shows it in 1985. So it shows it as an ongoing process. It kind of reminds you this is happening all the time mm. and obviously didn't start with Windrush, even though that's a yes. kind of key moment. Mm. And so each time you come out into the corridor, it's like I felt like I was reminded of that or I was reminded of omissions in sort of general histories of Britain that don't understand diversity and don't celebrate it because there's these beautiful kind of very, very detailed drawings by Barbara Walker, which I'd never seen her work before, but it's really wonderful, um, of soldiers in the First World War, including black soldiers, because, of course, black soldiers were really important in both Mm. world worlds. And then she will erase, like, one figure, perhaps, in a particular drawing. So it... It's like you're seeing the history, but you're also seeing how it's been how how black soldiers were removed from yeah. history, which is beautiful. Mm. So, is it mainly twenties and twenty first century, or how? Yes, it's 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 like the last fifty years. Oh, okay, mm. so it's kind of yeah, it's it's sort of got a bit of Windrush, but it's it's mainly I would say sort of fifty more sixties maybe onwards. Okay, and so it's got so it's a sort of early rooms kind of give this sense of an awakening and a kind of transition of large numbers of African Caribbean people coming to Britain and bringing their culture, their understanding of British culture from afar and then reacting to reactions to them, if you see what I mean. Yeah, and I guess um, to the to the reality of British culture rather exactly, than the... Exactly, yeah. because that's the terrible thing that they were invited and then white British people, they, you know, were incredibly racist. Mm. And so so you have, you're constantly reminded of the kind of politics and activism and resistance, but also incredible creativity in response to that, in resistance to that, but also just because the artists included are, you know, really creative and exciting. So there's like amazing photographs. There's like Neil Kenlock photographs. Mm. There's Normski photographs, which are really good. There's Horace Ove photographs. You know, there's really, really big range. And it is like each room is really full. But somehow, like sometimes I don't like it if 
as you know, I will always complain about yeah. there being too many things in an exhibition. But with this one, I just loved it because there's so many like really interesting juxtapositions of objects within one room. So, so does each room have a, a theme or, or? Yeah, so there's like themes like motherland and there's one that I really like that's like, a, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it was like imagined world. By the time you're getting to more contemporary art, like very contemporary, there's kind of Afrofuturism mm. represented as well, which I really liked as well. And there's a room that sort of looks at ideas of beauty, which you remember a few weeks ago, we were talking about how much I like the Madame Recamier. David. Yes. Mm. Well, there's this brilliant work by David Hammonds called Hair Relaxer, which has a chaise long. And, and it just immediately, as soon as you see it, you think of the Madame Recamier. And therefore of centuries of white art history and white ideals of beauty. And it's such a kind of witty but powerful piece because so you have this kind of floral covered chaise long and then it has African hair sprinkled along it. Mm. So it's like the African hair becomes the symbol of, of eternal beauty mm. instead of Madame Recamier. But it's also very funny because it's called hair relaxer and of course you would relax on, on the chaise long. Yes. Mm. And it's just it's so clever and it's so kind of funny but also it kind of is a jolt in the stomach mm. because of of what it represents and and the kind of yeah the racism the emissions that it represents but also the the kind of beauty and creativity of the show and I was very excited as well I I, I mean basically I was just excited throughout <laughs> because it's so interesting and it just engages you on so many levels of there's such recognition of of how important and central black culture and black contribution has been to Britishness. So it's like, for example, there's a room that's got a lot of music in it. So it's got like reggae album covers, and then it's got one of Jazzy B's jackets that says soul to soul and his cane and photographs of him taken by Normski. And so it's like, you know, that was the music I listened to growing up. So it kind of connects to your own life and your own, sense of Britishness in yeah. relation to these artists. Did they play work. the actual music or could you listen yes, to it? Yes, there's lots of sort of little stations where you can put headphones on and listen to music and there's lots of films on show as well because, yeah, and again, again, you kind of, you're constantly reminded of the politics. So there's, you know, have you seen the Horace Ovo film? It's really brilliant. No, I haven't. Mm-mm. No, but it's really, really brilliant. And so you can watch, I don't know if it's all of that, but certainly some of that. And there's extracts from Pressure. And like in another room, there's a Nana Cherry video that was filmed in Brixton. You know, there's there's lots of different things. And there's a Horace Ove film, which is, oh, I can't remember the title. It's another kind of play on things. But it's basically, it's from the 60s. And it's black African anthropologists trying to discover the heart of Britain and it's really funny because it just makes it makes you realize that you know the horror the horror is in fact the white people yeah so that that is really good and I think it yeah it's just such a creative there's such an energy in it in each room because because I think of the juxtapositions so there's like one room that you walk into and sort of halfway through there's this little I guess it's like kind of child size sculpture by Yinka Shonabare mm-hmm. which look 
looks like kind of a child size, but it's in sort of perfectly tailored Dutch wax cloth cotton suit. And then it's got a calf's, calf's head and he's holding a pistol. So you see that, and that's called, hang on, I'm just going to look, what's that called? That's called Revolution Kid, in brackets, calf. So that feels like a kind of call to arms, but also something about heritage and about life and death. And then behind that is this incredibly powerful piece, which has about, I don't know, five or six little wooden figures, like African sculptures at the front, Mm. which are covered in tar. But then they're throwing a shadow up onto the wall, which is made of black sequins with silver faces. So it's as though, you know, the kind of long shadow of heritage and then the faces are of kind of known people. So there's, I can't remember, there's one of the um, Black Panthers is represented, for example. Mm. It's by, let me just get the name, Sanford Biggers, it's called Woke. Um, Yes, it's got Bobby Seale there. So the images of the faces look familiar because they're from familiar representations. And they're amazing because they kind of shimmer as you walk past yes, them and the faces seem incredible. to move. And, and it's really amazing to kind of see that with the Yinka Shonabare and then on the wall next to it there's a row of photographs of like Michael X and Entourage arriving at Paddington Station and there's a picture of Stokely Carmichael giving a Black Power speech in London. And then, sorry, I know I'm gushing but it was just <laughs> so amazing. And then there's also this Marlon James um, extract that's about slavery and um, like chains next to it. And then there's also an advert for um, underwear, like a kind of bra and girdle that's a black model with a panther, not a panther, a leopard next to her. And the title is Freedom Isn't Always Beautiful. And it's this Hank Willis Thompson art piece about the kind of weirdness and of of advertising that is made for minority groups Mm. and the kind of dissonance within that and like seeing these all together and that's that's only some of the things in the room is just so stimulating like it just makes you think of so many different things at once but also of the impact of black culture and how it is britishness you know britishness i don't know if you tried you couldn't extract blackness from it because Mm. it's so central to music, fashion, everything, but also the kind of international cross-currents because of the kind of politics, because of the global heritage of the diaspora. It's just amazing. And I also, can I say more things? Yes, I can I ask something? Yes, you can. You should <laughs> shut me up because honestly, I could just talk for hours and that would just be... Well, annoying. that's great. I love it when people tell me, as you know, I love it when people tell I, me about films and about exhibitions. Um, I asked about the music partly because of a nerdy, you know, music in exhibitions is always tricky, but I also wondered, do they do anything about literature or because that's another thing yes. that's difficult in exhibitions too. It is. Mm. They have they have extracts and they have poems that are, I, I particularly like to, in some places, it's, it's like next to the door before you walk in. Mm. So you almost start reading it thinking it's a text panel for what's going to be in the room, which I think is really clever. Yes. Because you start reading it and then you start thinking, but this is really lyrical and this is, and it's a poem that is evoking something linked to what's in the room, yeah. but also evoking something more generally. Um, so they have like loads of pamphlets from like the Caribbean artist movement and from 
all kinds of different movements which have promoted black arts and black photographers and black film and you have this sense of just continuous expression and continuous groupings of people and groupings of friends to promote black arts and there's yeah there's like a one cabinet has got children's books in it and you know it's really as I say it's just so rich because it it kind of represents all aspects of culture really but in a way I think because it's thematic rather than chronological Mm. it just immerses you in each room um, and I really and love I'm... this idea with the, of the poems because we we've got a new space at the museum mm. called Talking Point where it's just quite small and the first display is about hair and part of it is us finding out trying out new ways of presenting things and oh. so one one idea is that we're trying out different types of captions and one caption is more of a poetic caption so one of my colleagues she's called Ari Hack she's also a writer and she she wrote them so they're not actually necessarily about the object which maybe some people won't like but they the object what the object has evoked or there is a story about the object but fictional Um, and I like you know I like what you say is that it's not someone else saying something about the things it's just you know it comes from the from the community you're talking about so that that's yeah. why that sounds really great i know i i think it was wonderful i really loved it because as you know i am not a good one for reading text <laughs> panels i in exhibitions because, yeah otherwise, otherwise yeah. i do read things yes because i kind of want to have my own reaction to the things and then i kind of tend to read the captions in the gallery guide later when i get home but somehow with the poems, yes, because it wasn't sort of saying, and, you know, during the 1960s, this happened and that happened, and, you know, think about yeah. this and that. It was, just, it was just incredibly evocative and powerful because, yes, exactly, that it was voices either commissioned now to reflect upon or from that time. And also because it's beautiful writing. So it's, mm. it's like part, it's another exhibit. It's like something beautiful to appreciate alongside the other amazing beautiful things Mm. so no i think i think it's a good idea i'm all for it Mm. i think you you know do more poems yes i have a feeling you you saved your favorite for last oh my word (laughs) oh my word well there's two well it's really difficult yes because i'm just going to start gushing and telling you all the things i saw but i'm going to pick two okay so the first one was there is a nick cave sound suit oh my god and it was lucky there wasn't anyone in the room because <laughs> I was so overexcited when I walked in the room and realised it was there because I didn't know his work was in it. And you know how much I love yes. his sound suits. And oh my God, seeing one close up, I walked in and I literally said out loud, oh my God, it's a Nick Cave sound suit. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm really glad no one's in here because I'm meant to be a sensible, you know, repressed British person and I should shout in a exhibition but it was just so amazing to see it in real life and it's so like obviously I knew it was detailed but seeing photographs and seeing videos it's just nothing compared to seeing it and it's so because he always does it to the scale of his body it's kind of weirdly intimate and connected to your body but also because it's like extending far up 
above the body it's kind of overwhelming and majestic and it's got all these little ro- like handmade rosettes in different colors and different fabrics made over its surface and then patterns of uh, sequins so it almost looks like do you remember those kind of crocheted blankets from the 70s oh yes yeah it's almost like the most glamorous version when wow. you stand further back what are the colors get, like the colors there's quite a lot of blue and quite a, quite a lot of like black background but then it's got yellow and red and pink and green you know it's really multicolored and the back is is even more kind of glittery and sequined and and patches of different colors of sequins yeah. and it's really beautiful and there's that one and Sorry to interrupt, just in yes. case you're wondering what that weird noise is, there's a helicopter above. Oh, really? Mm, I don't know what's going on. No, that's all right. So I really, really was really super duper excited to see that. And then there was another piece by him called Arm Peace, Peace as in Peace and Love, which is like he's cast like his arm and sort of shoulder in bronze. And then there's flowers, vintage, I can't think what the word is for them, like vintage painted metal flowers do you know the things i mean uh like you would have in a garden or, or no not in a garden they'd be indoors it's like a decorative art thing oh like, like you have underneath a glass dome that kind of thing yeah or, mm. or like that mm. so sort of hanging down so it it kind of speaks to like the idea of fragmented bodies damaged bodies but also kind of peace and hope and beauty as well so i was especially especially thrilled to see them and i apologize if i spoiled any other visitors visiting experience um and then the other oh it's so hard to choose but the other one i'm going to say about is because i just love his work so much is campbell addy he's this young british photographer like my favorite photographers it's always find it hard to put it in words but i feel there's like a sensibility there's like an emotion in all of their images that you immediately know it's theirs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like Louise Dubbolf, I always know it's hers, or Richard Avedon, you can immediately, there's just something about them. And I think Campbell Ade is amazing, and I really love his work. And he's done this series agenda. It's in this beautiful room that is all about sort of gender and kind of gender fluidity and sexuality. And it's very, very beautiful. And all of the exhibits in there are gorgeous. And it's quite quiet, the way that it's done. I'd only seen each image individually, so it was interesting to see how it is in the show. How so big are two. they? Well, they're small, that's mm. the thing. that I'd imagine them individual and huge, but it's like a series of maybe the top... There's like two strips, mm-hmm. which are maybe like 20, 30 centimetres high, and then, I don't know, half a metre long. I'm not very good at measurements, as yeah. you know. But they're small. Mm. And they're these beautiful... Each one is a photograph of one model and they're very evocative kind of art history like they all seem to be wearing some form of drapery even if it's underwear it's quite drapey and it's men and women and fluid but each individual image is very beautiful because you're drawn to like the warmth of the colors and the way the skin looks and the lighting and the colors of the background and the drapery and they as i say they evoke particular paintings so it's kind of connecting you to art history a bit like the the hair relaxer yes mm. piece that i told you but it's it's kind of highlighting the omission within traditional art history but it's beautifully recreating and reinstating blackness and queerness within mm the canon and 
that I think in that room it was just so quiet but so powerful and beautiful and it was almost like you sort of come in the door and it's just on your roof so it's almost like you look at everything else and then you find this mm. piece and as I say sort of seeing them individually is wonderful but seeing them together is incredible and I think they do add up to this really powerful powerful statement but it's done very gently and the series is called Engender so I absolutely love that but I, I want to go back like a hundred more times because it's so full of things that you do I'm sure there's loads of things I missed even though I really tried to look at every single mm. thing and it's just so rich I think it's just I really loved it and I think it's really brilliantly curated oh I can't so wait to see go it yeah it. probably amazing. don't take me <laughs> <laughs> because I'll just be pulling you around all the time trying to get you to look at stuff but it's wonderful Well, thank you for evoking it so vividly for, my, for, for me. <laughs> no, it wasn't a monologue. I chipped in. And um, no, it sounds, I've got a really vivid image in my head now with all these colors and people, lots of people yes. in it by the sound well, of it. Well, I think that's the thing that mm. it does feel... That's weird, actually. I hadn't thought of that until you said that, but it is like you're visiting all these amazing people who are telling you amazing things. Mm. It does feel very alive and like you're in conversation with all these people. Yeah. Which I was obviously trying to have a conversation yes. with when it came sound Yeah. And thankfully there wasn't a gallery warden around yeah. when I was trying to do mm. it. Well, so yes, go and note. see it and then we must talk. Yeah, again. yeah, let's Marvelous. do that. All right, I'll speak to you soon. Speak then. to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.